0: Exodus chapter 1 Blessing during bondage in Egypt These are the names of the sons of Israel who entered Egypt. Each man with his household entered with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi and Judah, Issachar, Zebulon and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. All the people who were directly descended from Jacob numbered 70, but Joseph was already in Egypt. And in time Joseph and his brothers and all that generation died. The Israelites, however, were fruitful, increased greatly, multiplied and became extremely strong so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, he did not know about Joseph, came to power over Egypt. He said to his people, look at the Israelite people more numerous and stronger than we are. Come, let's deal wisely with them. Otherwise they will continue to multiply. And if a war breaks out, they will ally themselves with our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. So they put foremen over the Israelites to oppress them with hard labour. As a result, they built Python and Ramesses as stone cities for Pharaoh. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and spread. As a result, the Egyptians loathed the Israelites, and they made the Israelites serve rigorously. They made their lives bitter by hard service with mortar and bricks, and by all kinds of service in the field. Every kind of service the Israelites were required to give was rigorous. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shiprah and the other Puah, When you assist the Hebrew women in childbirth, observe at the delivery. If it is a son, kill him. If it is a daughter, she may live. But the midwives feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women, for the Hebrew women are vigorous, they give birth before the midwife gets to them. So God treated the midwives well, and the people multiplied and became very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he made households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, All the sons that are born you must throw into the river, but all the daughters may live. Exodus chapter 2, The Birth of the Deliverer A man from the household of Levi was married to a woman who was a descendant of Levi. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a healthy child, she hid him for three months. But when she was no longer able to hide him, she took a papyrus basket for him and sealed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and set it among the reeds along the edge of the Nile. His sister stationed herself at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself by the Nile. While her attendants were walking alongside the river and she saw the basket among the reeds. She sent one of her attendants, took it, opened it and saw the child, a boy, crying. And she felt compassion for him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get a nursing woman for you from the Hebrews so that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes, do so. So the young girl went and got the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse him for me, and I will pay your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, Because I drew him from the water. The Presumption of the Deliverer In those days when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and observed their hard labour, and he saw an Egyptian man attacking a Hebrew man, one of his own people. He looked this way and that and saw that no one was there, and then he attacked the Egyptian and concealed the body in the sand. When he went out the next day there were two Hebrew men fighting, so he said to the one who was in the wrong, Why are you attacking your fellow Hebrew? The man replied, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you planning to kill me like you killed that Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, Surely what I did has become known. When Pharaoh heard about this event, he sought to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh and settled in the land of Midian, and he settled by a certain well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and began to draw water and fill the troughs in order to water their father's flock. When some of the shepherds came and drove them away, Moses came up and defended them and then watered their flock. So when they came home to their father, Ruul, he said, Why have you come home so early today? They said, An Egyptian man rescued us from the shepherds, and he actually drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughter, So where is he? Why in the world did you leave the man? Call him, so that he may eat a meal with us. Moses agreed to stay with the man, and he gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses in marriage. When she bore a son, Moses named him Gershom, for he said, I have become a resident foreigner in a foreign land. The Call of the Deliverer During the long period of time the king of Egypt died. And the Israelites groaned because of the slave labour. They cried out, and their desperate cry because of their slave labour went up to God. And God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the Israelites, and God understood. Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the far side of the desert, and came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. He looked, and the bush was ablaze with fire, but it was not being consumed. So Moses thought, I will turn aside to see this amazing sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. God said, Do not approach any closer. Take off your sandals uh, from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. He added, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I have come down to deliver them from the land of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a land that is good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the region of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites. And now indeed the cry of the Israelites has come to me and I have seen how severely the Egyptians oppressed them. So now go, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, or that I should say, bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He replied, Surely I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt... You and they will serve God at this mountain. Moses said to God, If I go to the Israelites and tell them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What am I to say? God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, You must say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, You must say this to the Israelites. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial from generation to generation. Go and bring together the elders of Israel and tell them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, appeared to me, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I have attended carefully to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt, and I promised that I will bring you up out of affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders will listen to you, and then you and the elders of Israel must go to the king of Egypt and tell them, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us, so now let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go, not even under force. So I will extend my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders that I will do among them. And after that he will release you. I will grant this people favour with the Egyptians, so that when you depart you will not leave empty-handed. Every woman will ask her neighbour, and the one who happens to be staying in her house for items of silver and gold, and for clothing. You will put these articles on your sons and daughters. Thus you will plunder Egypt. Galatians chapter 5, Freedom of the Believer For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, them, and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Listen, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you at all. And I testify again to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole of the law. You who are trying to be declared righteous by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait expectantly for the hope of the righteous. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision carries any weight. The only thing that matters is faith working through love. You are running well. Who prevented you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast makes the whole batch of dough rise. I am confident in the Lord that you will accept no other view. But the one who is confusing you will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Now, brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offence of the cross has been removed. I wish those agitators would go so far as to castrate themselves. Practice love. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge your flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law can be summed up in a single commandment, namely, you must love your neighbour as yourself. However, if you continually bite and devour one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, live by the Spirit, and you will uh, not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh has desires that are opposed to the Spirit, and the Spirit has desires that are opposed to the flesh. For these are in opposition to each other, so they cannot do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, depravatory, idolatry, sorcery, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish rivalries, dissensions, factions, envying, murder, drunkenness, carousing, and similar things... I am warning you as I had warned you before. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also behave in accordance with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, being jealous of one another.